Good morning, everyone. Welcome, well, to our church and the Happy Mother's Day. Okay, so if you are a mother, Happy Mother's Day. If you have a mother, Happy Mother's Day, <laughs> which all of us do, right? Yeah, there's only one person, I think, who does two persons who don't have a mother, Adam and Eve. <laughs> they have a father creator and they don't have a mother other than that everybody have a mother so it's great life is a great thing right yeah thank god that he created life he made this earth fitting for life and uh, he gave us a life that can reproduce physically and uh, it's something to be celebrated and beyond that everything physical point to something spiritual right so it's the spiritual life he also gave us one that can also be reproduced, right? And, uh, and that takes uh, uh, love and takes dedication and takes uh, not only just birth, but also nurture, right? Takes lifelong effects. So let's do that both to, to our physical uh, descendants and then spiritual one. And then also honor our physical and then spiritual um, precedence, I guess, uh, our ancestors. So let's come to God, confess our sins, and get getting purification, then we pray that God will fill us with his spirit, celebrating this important day. Holy God in heaven, our creator, our king, our Lord, our Judge, and our Father. We come to you to thank you for giving us life. Thank you for giving us not only physical life that can be reproduced, but also a spiritual life in Christ Jesus, your Son, your only begotten Son. And in Him, we have hope of eternal life, as well as being becoming heir of your estate and kingdom. And all of this is your design, and it's your grace that we don't deserve. Thank you for designing it. Thank you for giving us a freedom of choice. When it was abused, thank you for giving us the, the forgiveness, by giving us second chance and many more chances. And thank you for giving the grace to your elect before the foundation of the world that they, all of them, shall be saved and once saved, forever saved. And then we pray that we will not abuse this grace, that we will turn to love you and to follow you and to love Christ and be willing to live righteously even if it will bring persecutions. And we pray that you give us this faith, this courage, and your name shall be glorified in our life. Today, as we come and gather, we confess all of the wrong thoughts words and actions that have happened in the last week. We come to you to express our grief for having thought, said, and done so, grieving the Holy Spirit who lives in us, who have made our body the temple of God. And what a honor, and yet we are still not consistent yet. We come to you to admit this fact and confessing our sins, and we pray that you will forgive us as you promised, and you will fill us with the Holy Spirit, cleanse us uh, with the blood of Jesus, and uh, sanctify us more and more to be like your Son, your eternal Son. And um, 
you make us closer and closer to his image so that when we see him face to face at his second coming, there will be no um, uh, characteristic uh, conflict between us. And we pray by then you will call us faithful. We pray today as we uh, confess, you will again um, fill us and use us and glorify your name through us. In Jesus' name, amen. Please distribute these elements. We are surveying Christ in Isaiah. Today we are um, dealing with the third ode to Zion, which is corresponds to the third song of the servant, the third supplement to the song of servant, the third song of Messiah, and then the gospel of Luke. Okay, so this is the third ode to Zion in Isaiah 62, 1 through 12. For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness, and her salvation like a torch that is burning. The nations <coughs> will see your righteousness, and all kings your glory, and you will be called by a new name, which the mouth of the Lord will designate. You will also be a crown of beauty in the hand of the Lord and the royal diadem in the hand of your God. It will no longer be said to you, forsaken, nor to your land will be any lo uh, longer said, desolate. 
but you will be called, My delight is in her, and your land married. For the Lord delights in you, and in him your land will be married. As for a young man married a virgin, so your sons will marry you. As the bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so your God will rejoice over you. On your walls, O Jerusalem, I have appointed watchmen. All day and all night they will never keep silent. You who remind the Lord, take no rest for yourselves, and give him no rest until he establishes and makes Jerusalem a praise in the earth. The Lord has sworn by his right hand and by his strong arm, I will never again give you again as a food, food for your enemies nor will foreigners drink your new wine for which you have labored. But those who garner it will eat it and praise the Lord, and those who gather it will drink it in the courts of my sanctuary. Go through, go through the gates, clear the way for the people, build up, build up the highway, remove the stones, lift up a standard over the peoples. Behold, the Lord has proclaimed to the end of the earth, Say to the daughter of Zion, Lo, your salvation comes. Behold, his reward is with him, and his recompense before him. And they will call them the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord. And you will be called, sought out, a city not forsaken. This is a prediction of God's faith, uh, faithful restoration of Israel at the end time. When Jesus comes again to rule over the earth for a thousand years uh, with his capital in Jerusalem. Israel was God's chosen people for the visible kingdom of God. Let's remember that. The church was God, is God's chosen people before the foundation world for the spiritual kingdom of God. Okay? So what happens to Israel is an illustration in the spirit of the spiritual things which God reveals to the church. What's written about them is for us. They were chosen. They experienced God, but they had one deficit. They did not have the Holy Spirit. Therefore, under the weight of the law, the two dimensions of the law, that you must be faithful to God and righteous to man, they failed. It's inevitable. All men will fail under the weight of the law. And Israel is simply an example of what would happen to all people. And the consequence of failing under the law of God is judgment, which they go through. They still go through it now. God has restored the state of Israel, but it is still not believing in Jesus. Therefore, they are still living in darkness, in rebellion to God, and they're still suffering, being manipulated by the evil side. But despite this, God is faithful to his people. Okay? If God is faithful to Israel, who has rebelled against God so much, will God be faithful to the church? Of course, even if you are imperfect in your desire to follow God, you have not reached perfection. But trust, God is faithful to his elect, not only the physical elect, but the spiritual elect, more so. So because of what God promised to Israel, trust in God promised to us more so. Be more grateful, and because we have the Holy Spirit, have more understanding and have 
better response positively in obedience. We are not under the law anymore, but we understand the spirit of the law. You shall love God with all of your mind, heart, and soul, and strength, and love others, each other, as yourself. If you do this, there's no law against you. So as we gather today, let's remember what happened to us as the saved, the being sanctified, the will be glorified, is all God's grace through and only through Jesus Christ by His person and His act on the cross. We remember Him and then let's respond positively as we should. The body of Christ was given to us on the cross. We take this bread in remembrance of His devotion. The blood of Christ was shed on the cross for us. We drink this in remembrance of his love. Let's give thanks to Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, thank you for loving us. Thank you for giving us your life. There's nothing better than this gift to demonstrate what love is. And thank you for defeating sin and evil and arising from the dead and confirming to us that the hope you gave to us is real and we can trust in your word. We pray that our faith, which you planted in us uh, as one person of the triune God, we pray that we will keep the faith and will grow in it. And uh, the sanctification plan you have began will continue and uh, it will be perfected at the time of your second coming. We pray in your name and for the Father's glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm -hmm.